Lord, as we open your word this morning, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts here would be acceptable in your sight. Lord, I pray you lead us in your wisdom and truth this morning as we dive in to treasuring your word. We lift this time up to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated for our sermon this morning. If you haven't already done so, please get a Bible out to Psalm 119. That's Psalm 119. Of course, this is a massive chapter, so we're not going through the whole chapter, but I was talking to RD and we picked out a couple key verses um, that are instructive for us in this time, especially as we're in the sermon series of God's Word written. So our focus here today will be on seeing the application of how we would treasure God's word, right? Treasuring God's word above all else. So just a little bit of context and initial themes here for this psalm, for Psalm 119. This psalm really celebrates the gift of God's law and the gift of his word. And this word is a perfect guide for our lives. And we see this in our our, uh, verses here. Psalm 119 is the longest chapter in the Bible. There's 176 verses. That's over uh, 2,400 words in English, so it's quite large. And in the Hebrew, it actually forms an acrostic poem, um, which begins uh, each section with, with the next letter in the Hebrew alphabet, which has 22 letters. So it's an interesting, uh, an interesting poem and an interesting chapter in this sense. So pertinent to our series... God's Word written, this long and unique chapter in Scripture is largely about God's law, God's Word, right? And we see God's Word expressed under different names, right? The law of the Lord, His statutes, His precepts, uh, His decrees, His commandments, His rules, or His testimonies, right? So we see God's Word expressed here uh, through different words. And there's a common theme that really shows the importance and value of God's word. So our focus here today is to see how we treasure God's word through the verses that we're going to be going through. We see in this psalm a deep desire that one's personal life would reflect the loveliness and goodness of the law. So with that, let us dive into a few verses. We're going to be looking first at verse 9. So let's take a look at verse 9. Psalm 119 verse 9 says, How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. So that's verse 9 to 10 there. So how can a young man keep his way pure? We see that purity here is rooted in the word of God, right? The path of purity To be clean is being rooted in the word of God and what Christ has done for us and what he's revealed in his word. We see that God does not hide us from what pleases him, right? He states it clearly in his word, right? How can a young man keep his way pure? How can he keep his way, his path, his actions pure? How can he protect his way By guarding it, by guarding his way, according to your word, according to the word of the Lord. So the psalmist seeks here to keep his way pure by meditating on God's law. 
And a young man may keep his way pure by the practice of godliness that's rooted in our faith in Christ and ends up bearing fruit in our lives when we have true faith. We see that a disciple must guard, right? Must guard his way and must also guard God's word at verse 9. Holding fast to God's word in his life, right? How can a young man keep his way pure by guarding it? According to your word. Then we see at verse 10. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. Right? Seeking the Lord with our whole hearts. Right? This is the very core of our being. Being oriented towards the Lord. Right? Centered, rooted, and seeking the Lord. With my whole heart I seek you. My whole heart, everything about me, my whole being, I seek you. You are my number one that I seek in my life. And let me not wander from your commandments, right? Not wandering off into falsehoods, but staying on the straight and narrow path that leads to life, which is rooted in the truth of Jesus Christ, rooted in the truth of the commandments of the Lord, the word of the Lord. So we see that at verse 9 to 10. Let's look at verse 11 as well here. Verse 11 states, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Right? I have stored up your word. I have hidden it in my heart. I have concealed it in my heart. I've stored it up in my heart. Again, at the core of our being, the word of the Lord penetrating our hearts and being rooted in our hearts, right? In fact, we we know that God gives us a new heart, right? And the word would be stored up in that new heart that I might not sin against you. Again, the word of the Lord at the very core of our being. This can be deep pondering, of course, and meditation on the word, maybe memorization, knowing the word very well, but that deep reality that the word is stored up in our hearts we see here at verse 11 this is living in a way that is based on devotion to the lord right this is very important as we treasure his word right we store up his word in our hearts we treasure his word we cherish his word above all else and so as we store up god's word in our hearts we're able to better fight the temptations of sin When we are rooted at the core of our being in the word of the Lord, we are able to fight sin, right? That I might not sin against you by storing up the words in our hearts or the word in our hearts, we can put sin to death every day. And so we see this treasuring, treasuring of the word uh, in the deep parts of our being, right? In the heart, the core that we would treasure what has been given to us and revealed to us in his word, that we would not take it lightly, right? That we would be grounded in truth and that we would not sin against him by neglecting what he's revealed in his word. Let's jump to verse 18. If we look at Psalm 119, verse 18. Verse 18 says, Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. Open my eyes. Understanding God's word, understanding his law, his commands, 
his precepts. This gives us true spiritual vision. We're asking for it. Open my eyes that we may see the full picture, that we may behold the wondrous things out of his law, right? These unsearchable riches that are revealed in Christ, that we ask for insight here, insight that is beyond our own natural ability, that we could fully understand his will. Open my eyes. We reflect on the wondrous works of the Lord and what they reveal about God himself, the wondrous, amazing, marvelous things of God's law, the things of God's word. That we would be no longer blind, stumbling around in the dark, but truly seeing, right? Truly having that spiritual vision, being able to see Christ because of what he has done for us. Him giving us a new heart, that the word would be rooted in our heart and that we would be able to see, open my eyes. You know, in Matthew 9, 27, we see this account where it says, and as Jesus passed on from there, two blind men followed him, crying aloud, have mercy on us, son of David. When he entered the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, do you believe that I'm able to do this? They said to him, yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, according to your faith, be it done to you. And their eyes were opened. Right? Jesus opened the eyes of the blind, of course, as a physical miracle here. But see the deeper reality as well, the spiritual vision. We see this in verse 18. Open my eyes. We were blind, and now we see because of Christ, because of him, when he regenerated us, our eyes open now to the truth. Open my eyes that I may see that I would understand the full reality, right? The unsearchable riches of Christ, that I would see the full heavenly picture, the full eternal picture. We're going to jump ahead in Psalm 119 here. We didn't read uh, these next few verses, but they do apply. So we're going to look at verse 105. 119 verse 105. This is a, a verse that all of us may know. A lot of us may know. Verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Right? So again, the core concept here that we want to get is about treasuring God's word. So let's think about that and look at this verse. Your word is a lamp. Right? It's a lamp to my feet. It gives light to my feet. It keeps me grounded. Right? Lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Path. It illumines, right? And the path, the narrow path that leads to life, right? So we see this concept of light here. God's revelation here providing the insight to guide his servants, that they will not trip in the darkness when guided by his word, that it would be a light to our paths. God said, even with his words in, in Genesis and creation, let there be light, Right? This concept of light is foundational. Right? It's foundational. It's grounded in creation itself. The image of light here is that of God's guidance. Right? Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. His guidance makes the right path clear. Right? That path that leads to life. It makes that path clear and visible. That we can see it because light dispels the darkness. Right? 
God has given his word to be a guide and a life-sustaining source as believers walk on the path of life. So light here, we see, shows the way of truth. It's the light of Christ, in fact. Similar to in the Epiphany when the wise men were brought to the place where Jesus was by following the star, right? The light of Christ guiding us to stay on the narrow path that leads to life, that leads to himself. A a few uh, verses here from the Gospel of John. John 8, 12 says, Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And John 1 verse 5 says, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. 1 John 1 7 says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So we see these ideas, this concept of light grounded in Scripture. Light has come into the world. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Let's look at verse 130. Psalm 119, verse 130 says, The unfolding of your words gives light. It imparts understanding to the simple. Right? As we said, it gives light. God's revelation illumines. So that even those who are not experienced in all of the realities of life, the simple, may gain wisdom. So it's not clear here whether the writer is referring to the initial act of revelation or the process of interp- interpreting God's word or, or maybe applying the law to the heart. But perhaps all three are intended here as a single process to bring light hope and understanding to the dark soul, right? God's word gives the simple light. It leads them to understanding of the truth. In Ephesians 5 verse 8, we see, for at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Or in 1 Peter uh, chapter 2 verse 9 says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Understanding to the simple. It imparts understanding to the simple. The simple can now see. We can now see. We were blind. He opened our eyes. He showed us the light of himself. In Psalm 27, verse 1, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? I shall be afraid of no one. Just the fear of the Lord. Let's look at Psalm 119 verse 160. At verse 160 it says, The sum of your word is truth. And every one of your righteous rules endures forever. The sum of your word is truth. God's word is truth itself. Jesus is the word and he is the truth. The sum of your word is truth. In fact, in John 8, 31, we see if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And in John 8, 
verse 52, if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. The sum of your word is truth. And every one of your righteous rules endures forever. His laws are forever righteous. We see objective truth here. The sum of your word is truth. This is where truth is revealed in Holy Scripture. It's in God's word. God's word that we can treasure, that we find truth. We, need not, we do not need to look anywhere else for truth. It's fully revealed. This is our standard of truth. The sum of your word is truth. The word of the Lord must be the lens in which we look at our world and that we would act accordingly. Our lives should be not shaped by any other school of thought because the sum of his word is truth. And every one of his righteous rules endures forever. There's an eternal reality here. It is God's word, his law, his commands, his precepts, his testimonies, his statutes that endures forever. Just like we will because of what Christ has done for us. Now there may be different earthly authorities through the ages, but they all ultimately perish. Because, but the word of the Lord is the truth that endures forever. So in these times especially, let us look first and foremost foremost to the word of the Lord to inform our thinking, right? Not in anything else, but the word of the Lord above all, because this is where truth is found that will never be destroyed. It's timeless truth that will endure so that we would make decisions living according to this eternal truth, this truth that never dies, the truth of Jesus Christ and the good news that if we believe in him, we'll live forever. He lived the perfect life in our place and died the atoning death for our sins. Forgiveness, grace, and mercy offered. The truth of everlasting life through faith in him. And it is a gift. We have God's word. Let us treasure this above all else. We have God's word and we're going to live forever. What can man do to us? Let us treasure his word. Always treasure the truth. In Matthew 13, verse 45, it says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls who, on finding one pearl of great value, went and sold all that he had and bought it. The treasure, the treasure that is the kingdom of God is revealed in God's word. Let us treasure his word above all else in our lives. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this time. We pray that you continue to lead us through this day and through our week, that we would treasure your word this year, Lord, through the reading of scripture, that you would give us the desire to read scripture, to treasure it above all else, and that that would be the standard for truth in our lives, Lord. Nothing else, just your word, and that would inform our decisions in these times. We pray, Lord, that you continue to lead us, And we thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.